Step one, wake up early, gon' rise with the sun. Step two, get some good, some food in you. Step three, think grow hard about what you wanna be. Step four, fuck everybody, just do your thing. Wake up, today's gonna be a good day. 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 What's going on, guys? It's Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast coming to you from the NBZ studios. That's right, the No Bitch Zone studios. I'm here with John Majak. We're going to have a powerful and fun episode for you today. I think we're going to have some laughs. I think we're actually also going to have, we might even have some tears. Who knows? We're both two awesomely tough, ruggedly handsome and sensitive dudes, I think. And and this is going to be a great, great show. And uh, But before we get into that, I just got to share a little bit of love with two people. First off, it's our friends over at Jill's office. Jill's office, the world's best virtual receptionist. They, they take care of the things while you're on the ladder. They take care of the things while you're on the roof. They take care of the things while you're on vacation. And they also take care of the things for those big companies when you're having the all-company meeting and you still don't want to miss the calls. You can go to jillsoffice.com slash J-N-E or NBZ. I can't remember. One of the two, try them both. I don't care. Just go to Jill's office. Tell them Bobby sent you and uh, they will take great care of you. And then second, Responsive Bid. I just got back from ResponsaCon last week. Had an amazing experience. Tons of powerful speakers. I had the opportunity to MC that thing. I had an opportunity to speak. I... I didn't win the belly flop contest, but I'm going to tell you, it was fixed and fake news and I don't care. I won that thing as far as I'm concerned, but responsive bid is the world's best sales tool for the home service industry. It bolts right onto the top of your CRM and it's essentially your sales funnel. It follows up for you. It helps you close more jobs with higher ticket prices, with less effort when you're out there selling in person, whenever you're selling over the phone. It also does things like sell stuff on your website. So go check it out. You can go to jnebid.com. That's J-N-E, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur, B-I-D, like responsibid.com. And you can check them out. And Journey of a New Entrepreneur listeners, you get a special deal that no one else gets anywhere on the planet. So check them out. Tell them Bobby sent you. Oh, now I can breathe. This is going to be a good day, Mr. John Majak. How you doing, my friend? Doing so good, man. Doing so good. You know, oh, man, man, I'm thinking that belly flop contest was rigged too, now that I think about it. <laughs> There's no way. Me and you Brant, know? I don't know if you know Brant Thurgood from Jill's yeah, office. Man, I we're know. Both, those, are my, those are my companies right there. Yeah, man. We're both, you know, too big, you know, we're just two big dudes, right? And we even did a joint belly flop together. And it's, it's unfair. Three scrawny women won the <laughs> belly flop contest. Now, you tell me how that happens, but Megan <laughs> likes. And that Megan, she she basically, I, I'm sure you probably know who Megan is, but she totally like went behind and just blindsided me. She she grabbed my daughter, she grabbed my general manager, and then they did like a trio belly flop. And I just think they got the sympathy vote. So Jay, you know how you know how it goes, man. My, yeah. Megan's the money girl. She might be able to slip somebody she a couple, probably, cash, a couple bucks. She you probably know? did that. She's Everybody telling her how to play. keep a little money on the side over there. Yeah, nobody knows better. <laughs> but anyway, so John. Think, uh, we've been trying to do this for a little bit. I had to reschedule on you once. You had to reschedule on me once. We finally made it. You know, we've talked in the past, but man, I've sleeped, slept, sleeped. I've sleeped. Um, uh, why use many word when few word do trick? We've I've, a lot of time has passed since then, and so I kind of feel like this is the first time that we're really going to get to just dig in and, and engage and all that good stuff. And I know you've got a very interesting story. You've come highly recommended to me to have on the show. And I'm excited to dig into it. So first off, 
thank you for taking the time for the listeners and for myself. And thank you for um, being someone that I know is vulnerable and, and willing to get in there and talk about your experiences and your journey as an entrepreneur and more so just as a person. So um, welcome to the show. And why don't we do this? Why don't you give us that dating profile? Give us the the quick, you know, who you are, what you are, what you like, all that good stuff. Yeah. Dude, I can tell you, man, like, first of all, thank you so much mm-hmm. just for, for sharing that love. It's an honor to be here, be spending this time with you, your audience. Um, entrepreneurism is, is that a word? Entrepreneurism? It is, as far as I'm concerned, it is. Yeah. Now. All right, there we go. So <laughs> I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. Um, this is what I know. It's, it's all I know. I've pretty much written my own paychecks for as long as I can remember. And, uh, shit, man, it's been, it's been, I don't even know how old I am. I know we're laughing about this earlier, but I actually don't even know how old I am right now. I know I'm late thirties, but it's been 20 something years. I, I feel like I'm a veteran in the, in the game of just like falling on my face so many times and mm-hmm. picking myself back up so I can fall again and pick myself up. And it's, uh, it's led me here today, man. Um, but yeah, it's a blessing to be here. You have my word. I want to be as vulnerable as possible because honestly, I think you could probably attest to this, but like, that's where the power's at. Yep. You know, like life is too short to put on a front to pretend you're somebody you're not. And uh, I think once I stepped into that, that's like when I started breaking through and getting through all the old like crap I've been through in my life. So Mm -hmm. agreed. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I think, and it's not only, I I think when we get, I don't want to suggest that people are lying, but you know what? No, I do. Uh, Not maliciously. But, you know, I think when we stop lying, whether it's to ourselves or, you know, it has to start there because if we're lying outwardly, we're definitely lying inwardly. Right. And so whether we're lying to ourselves or also lying with that mask that we put on for everyone else out there, that really just stunts our ability to to grow. And and as you said, to get to um, you didn't use the term to get over something, but uh, uh, to move, grow past things. And so true. Yeah. And the brief conversation that we had uh, before we started uh, recording, um, you didn't say this phrase, but but what you were saying really reminded me of is a quote that I love that I can't ever remember exactly. But you were talking about how you said, Bob, I've been through some stuff, man. You know, I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've, life has definitely tried to kick me in the teeth and, and probably mm-hmm. succeeded a few times. And, but you said it's like, it's kind of made you who you are and it's made you tough and resilient and, you know, so on and so forth. And there's that quote, uh, I think it's Tony Robbins that says, you know, basically you're able to, to get or become anything you want when you learn how to make your worst day your best day. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it doesn't mean that the worst days are great. It doesn't mean that we, we love them or that we even really want them. But those are the things that can, you know, it's not so much that we have to experience it. It's just if we do, we have to learn to turn that into a, a tool that we can use to grow. Otherwise, it just sucks us down. It's so true, bro. It's so yeah. true. I've come to understand there's so much purpose in your pain. Mm-hmm. It's most people, what they do, Bobby, you know this, like they 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 run into these obstacles, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's painful and it hurts just like it does for everybody. But the difference is, I think that the, where the breakthrough really happens is the minute that you start to embrace that pain and you say, you know what, <clears throat> I'm going to live in this pain <clears throat> and I'm going to live in it for a certain amount of time and I'm going to treat it just like an hourglass. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have an hourglass back there under Kobe somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like you want you live in that pain. Don't run from it, guys. 
whether it's a business pain, it's a profession, a personal pain. The secret is to embrace that, right? You always hear like embrace your struggle, but this is mm -hmm. what it means like tactically, like live in that. And then at a certain moment, turn the hourglass over and get back to life and mm -hmm. get back to business. Don't live in that never ending hourglass because Unpack that for me, John, if you don't mind, yeah. uh, uh, like before you move on, because I know you're still going somewhere, but tell, what do you mean when you say live in that pain? Like for, for someone like me, that's a little oblivious. Like, what does that actually mean where the rubber meets the road in real life? hundred percent. So for me, it's like making sure that if something tough is on your plate, that you're not putting on the back burner, that you're not saying, you know, I'm going to get to another day, but you're directly going into it. Mm -hmm. So if it's an, if this is used for an example, let's say it's an issue at home. Let's say it's used the issue at, in your personal life at home with your spouse, mm -hmm. right? Maybe there's some conflict. We all have it. Something happened at home and you're kind of waiting for a time to pass or, you know, time heals all wounds or whatnot. But what I've come to learn is the secret to the success is going right into the storm, charging right into that storm. You know what they say? Like, the storm's coming your way, right? There's buffaloes and there's cows. The cows run from that storm. Eventually, the storm's going to catch them, and it's mm. going to wreak havoc down on them. But the buffaloes, they gather together, and they say, you know what? We're going to go right into that storm. The faster we get through it, the faster we're going to get out of it, it and reach the sun, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like that's the same thing in your personal life. If you're struggling, if there's an issue at home, children, wife, whatever that looks like, run into it, have the tough conversation. On the other side is that son, I promise. Mm -hmm. And the same thing in business. Say you're going through a tough thing at home, or I'm sorry, in your business, right? With yeah. an employee, same employees causing issues. It's like, it's easy to say, you know what? <clears throat> they're going through a tough time. Maybe they're going to, this is just a bad week, right? Mm -hmm. But then be objective about it and tell yourself, this seems to be a habit. Yeah. Well, easy thing to do is to be the cow look the other way the hard thing to do is to be that buffalo and say you know what let me walk over to let's call him jason let's go over walk over to jason's area let's put his hand on his shoulder and say let's have a quick talk man i've been thinking about you is something is there anything i can do to show up for you because you're a special dude man and i just want to make sure i'm like i'm not like letting you know like i'm not here for you man. Mm -hmm. what that moment does for somebody is it's life-changing because I always do that. When I see somebody struggling, I don't look the other way. I look right at them and I say, first of all, I see you, right? What can I do to help you and support you? And you never know. You might very well be the only person in that day, that week, that month that intentionally cared about that person. So that's oh. what I mean about like running into your issue, about running into the struggle embracing it rather yeah. than looking at it as a negative so yeah i like that so um i'm trying to kind of speak uh maybe to the the skeptic or or maybe even maybe someone's listening right now that uh they're in the pit you know you know because we all mm -hmm. have these ebbs and flows in our lives mm -hmm. and um embracing that pain you know yeah. embracing the struggle to the person in the pit might sound like a bunch of BS. What the mm -hmm. heck are you talking about? I don't love this thing, but I I think what you're saying and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not about embracing it in the sense it's not a an, an embracement of love. It's like 
all right, man, let's grab a hold of this thing. Maybe if it's, maybe even it's some grappling, you know, maybe it's, maybe the embrace isn't super warm, but it's, maybe it's a little aggressive, you know, but it's like being honest, kind of like, we, like what we were talking about that I am in the pit, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling it, but with the cows and the buffaloes, like you're saying, which I love that analogy, um, they both feel the pain. The, the cows are trying to hide from the pain. They're not embracing that storm that's coming, but you know what? They're still going to feel the pain. And because they don't embrace it, you know, they don't run towards it or grapple with it. They're going to feel it longer where that Buffalo still feels the same pain, but it's, but it's it, shorter lived and resolved quickly or quicker. Is that, is that kind of what you're getting at? A hundred percent. And no. you know, it's, you can't, there's no, I mean, call it what it is like pain is not easy pain is 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 devastating mm-hmm. right but i've come to understand that at a certain moment in your life and i'll use i'm gonna let me get to my first example of being super vulnerable with you mm-hmm. and not many people know this but unfortunately my wife my beautiful wife 10 years married my like I never believed in soulmates in my whole life dude mm-hmm. like i was five years in a relationship before her three years before I thought my broken childhood messed me up. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I meet my wife. I proposed to her three months later. I'm like, this is, you're the person I've always been waiting for. Right. Yep. I'm married to her. It's been 10 years. And unfortunately she got, and I don't want to go political or anything, but she got the vaccine mm-hmm. and it completely floored her where she wow. now has a, a disability taken away in an ambulance, lost use of her legs for quite some time. Wow. And thankfully she's like better, but she's not healed. She's mm-hmm. really, really sick. So when I tell you embrace the pain, like today, she is not well. There was a very high chance I wasn't able to even make it here again. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's so easy to to be so broken inside. I can't believe this is my reality. Yeah. But what I have to do is I have to let, as as the best version of myself, I need to kind of like table where my head's at show up for my wife it's okay i love you i'm praying for you mm-hmm. and then behind closed doors talk to god like have a real conversation between him and i and before you know it you pray your way through it you step out of it and you're back to being somewhat in a better place mm-hmm. that's how i get through it today yeah yeah uh, you know i actually um i didn't know that until i had I found out about that last night. You know, I told my wife that uh, she's like, what you got going tomorrow? And I said, Oh, I got John on the podcast. And she had said that she had just heard about what you shared, um, you know, there at Responsicon. And um, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and John, like I said, before we started, we can cut anything out that you ever choose. So I'm going to ask some questions and if you want to cut it out, we no, will, yeah. but um, no. that that's about as real as it gets, you know, what you shared right there. I mean, there's not, much more real than that, you know, other than probably losing a loved one. Right. Um, how, do, how do you embrace that? I mean, I know you said that, you know, you, you're, you love your wife and I know you said that, that, you know, you're praying, um, mm-hmm. but, but how do you run towards that storm? I mean, how, how does a guy like you, you know, win through that? It's, uh, it's counting my blessings with her, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, when I'm sad and get down, down, which I do. In fact, yesterday was a really, really bad day where I was yeah. just like, and it happens. It just happens. But yesterday I didn't feel well. I was beating myself up and I found myself in that bad place. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, 
come on, John, you got this, man. And I still couldn't get through it. I even went to bed, not that great. Yeah. I woke up and I said, you know what? Our classes flipped today. I'm going back in. I was intentional. I prayed for my wife. I prayed for myself. I prayed for, for her healing. And then I just sent her an intentional text and I started to like move in a direction, right? See, it's so easy to stay. You're, you know this, man, the mind has a grip on all of us. Yeah. Our subconscious wants us in chains. Mm-hmm. Where our power is, where is where we're at when we're intentional for our, and we show it for ourselves and for the ones we love. Yeah. It's like that's the greatest way to embrace the struggle. Wow. Yeah. Um <clears throat> there was a lot in there. I, my, my mind wants to go to a million different things. Um I, I just want to say this, John. Um, a lot of love to you and to your wife. And um, I, you know, I, I I'm sure you guys are gonna come out of this thing, you know, just fine. And it sounds like you're handling it about as strong as a champ can so i wow i appreciate you sharing that being intentional and you're talking about the subconscious um that's some stuff that i've been uh, i i kind of learning you know i don't know i think you might know uh, i could just at least at the very least with some connections that we have but you know i went through some stuff you know now mine was mine was all internal you know i was fortunate that it was just inside um and it was still a living hell but but I got through it and, and, and I'm good and I'm still fighting my demons every day, you know, but I'm, I'm typically winning. But I, when you, when you talk about the subconscious, uh, I, I forget your exact words, but essentially the subconscious is the enemy in, in a lot of ways when it comes to this stuff and the, uh, and being purposeful, I find that that's what I don't think there's any one trick, right? There's no, you know, I, I'm, I have this habit of saying this is the biggest issue or that's the biggest issue, but that's a really big part of this life thing that, you know, you're in your late thirties. I'm in my, now in my mid forties, I'm 43 to 45. I can't remember exactly, John, just like (laughs) we were talking. I'm glad we share that, man. Yeah. But, but being, being very purposeful just with my thoughts, you know, being very purposeful just from, uh, instead of saying, Oh, I really suck at that saying, you know, being purposeful to say, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, be negative towards whatever, whether it's myself or someone else, but I could say, that's the thing I've struggled with. And I'm going to put in the work to fix that, you know, now that's Mm -hmm. kind of trivial in comparison to what you're talking about, but as an analogy and being very purposeful to combat that, uh, subconscious, I've found that that's one big key for me to get there. So I, it was just, I loved hearing you say that because it just kind of confirmed some of the growth and experiences that I've been having as well. You know, it's amazing. And, and much respect to you, dude, seriously, because I can tell you <clears throat> from what I know, mm-hmm. you and I have very similar level of pain and darkness that most human beings will never understand even exists. Mm-hmm. Now, when you tell me you're still battling and you're still going through it, probably most people you're saying that to, it's like going over their head and hopefully yeah. the people in your audience that are listening all right they love you and they're able to catch what you're throwing right there man yeah because... well some people will and some won't and mm-hmm. the ones that won't are probably the ones that haven't experienced it yeah i used i used to not get it it used to go over my head you know yeah, so, yeah. For, so. for sure for sure and it's uh it's 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 safe to say like it's a daily battle mm-hmm. it doesn't i always say it man whether it's i'm going to give a tool real quick too because something comes to mind but it's a daily 
struggle. I don't care if you're overcoming addiction, you're overcoming like mental darkness, you're overcoming the worst levels of pain, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it doesn't go away. It, it really doesn't. It's not a light switch. It's constant work. It's constantly being proactive. If anybody is listening is in tremendous pain, just know you're not alone. Yeah. And it's a process to get through it. And eventually you'll find this place of peace and healing. And from there, you'll find some gratitude. And you might have some up days and down days from there, but eventually you'll keep on rising, right? If you stay mm-hmm. the course. And uh, there's this concept, man. I just spoke on this. And when I was speaking, I can't tell you this, Bobby. So many people came up at the end and they kept saying the same thing. They kept saying the moment where you talked about controlling the gap Hmm. was the moment where I completely resonated with you on stage. I said, it was, it's amazing, man, because it's a breakthrough. Now I want everybody to listen and understand this because it's, it's changed my life. We have control of our minds. We must get control of our minds, right? Mm -hmm. But people have to understand that in your brain, there is a stimulus and a response. And between that is a gap, right? Mm. Now, think about it like this. If you go in the shower, right, and you jump in that shower and it's freezing cold, the stimulus is the ice cold water. Your response is like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm freaking out. This is horrible, right? Fight or yep. flight. So stimulus, cold water. The response is fight or flight. Between there is a small little gap. You had no control over that, mm-hmm. right? But if you go in there again the following day and you just are aware it's going to be freezing and your response is going to be absolutely out of control, you might be able to stay in there for one second without mm-hmm. freaking out. And you do this exercise every day and you get to three seconds, to five seconds, to 10 seconds. And then some people eventually get to this moment where they're in an ice cold plunge, right? Yeah. So you're in there for minutes on at a time. What they've done is they've controlled that gap. They've widened that gap. Yeah. And that's where the power is, man. And like same thing with addiction or your alcoholism, or anything under the sun. It's like your thought is, I want to have that, right? Yeah. Your response is, I'm going to have that. But if you understand that you control that gap, breathe, mm-hmm. work through it, exercise, talk to somebody, like open up that gap. You might not really want that thing at the end of the day and you've got control. And like, that's where I was able to get power, man. Yeah. That, I love that. So I, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm pretty positive. I'm following you here, but um, it, if I were to sum that up to say, working on responding instead of reacting, is that essentially, mm-hmm. is that kind of it at like a real surface level kind of thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny Absolutely. you bring that up. The um, because that's a weakness of mine. You know, um, emotional control, impulse control. Those are two new terms to me <laughs> in life. <laughs> and uh, but the uh, but I'm a very emotional guy. Uh, I'm a, I'm an extremely emotionally driven person. I just am. Uh, well, I'm not. It's not that I just am, but it's who I've been. Right. And I don't ever want to get rid of the emotion. But I do want to learn to to be better at responding instead of reacting. And it's funny, speaking of being vulnerable here, you know, we just had our, uh, we were about 
a little late. We did it in January, but we just did our annual planning meeting for one of my uh, home service companies. Uh, actually, we just did both. But for one of them, uh, we did this exercise um, in the book Traction. They call it the one thing. And what you do is you share, you know, everyone goes around. So like when it's my turn, everyone shares what they see as like my great greatest attribute or strength. And then they also share what they view as my greatest um, detriment to the company. You know, my, my greatest weakness. That's the biggest, you know, um, uh, risk to the business. Um, so we all, and which is like, you got to have a good team and you got to be close. You know, you, you got to have some um, got good relationships to be able to get through mm -hmm. something like that. And it was a beautiful thing. We, we all really enjoyed it. And mine was just that mine was, everyone's like, Bobby, listen, you're great here, here and here. But it was like almost unanimously, it's like, you got to work on the reactions versus the the responses. Now they didn't use that term, but that was, that was, that was the term label that we put on it at the end, you know, it was just that right there. And I can yeah. tell you, as I'm looking at that, I think there's probably more to it than just the emotions. But like, for me, that's been something that, you know, we've all been aware of anyway. And it's been something that as a team, we've been openly talking about even in my life and, and I'm getting stronger at, but holy cow. And that goes right back to that being purposeful thing you were talking about, which is, um, you know, if you're a guy like me, step one, admit you got a problem. My problem is I have an issue with, with emotional control. You know, I'm all over the place. That way, whenever that cold water hits me, you know, maybe I've got a little, maybe I have a little marker, you know, that now I've mm -hmm. put in there because I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm going to respond. I'm not going to react, you know, and, and mm -hmm. it's made a huge impact in every aspect of my life. You know, whether it's just how I feel when I'm driving by myself in the car, whether it's how I'm interacting with my family with my business, with customers, it doesn't matter. Um, it's been very impactful and I've got a long journey ahead of me and I got a lot of growth to do there, but that's, yeah. uh, that resonates with me is what I'm getting at. That's so good. Like, dude, I can relate. Like I, yeah. I, I've had, my wife has said that to me in the past, you know, you can certainly work better on your reactions and I'm like, but I'm <laughs> trying my best, you know, and she, and she just like, you are, but there's another level. She's like, I, and it's funny because like her brain hasn't been through well, I guess up to now, but before all, all this kind of trauma, her mm -hmm. brain was very like whole. And every time anybody said anything to her, she would absorb it, think mm -hmm. about it and respond. And I'm like, wow, that's a really healthy thing to do right here. <laughs> <laughs> How can I learn this power? <laughs> right, right, right. And I try, and I try, I still try. And every day yep. it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act of figuring it all out, man. It's just uh, enjoying the ride and doing the best you can and not being too hard on yourself. You know, you know that. Yeah. So well, talking about that, you know, um, what are your thoughts on, how, how do I want to say this, all this, you know, positive thinking bullshit, you know, and I'm not saying it is bullshit. Some people think it is, some people think it's not, but, but it's kind of some of the stuff that we've been discussing without just saying it, like, where do you draw the line or do you draw a line between, um, you know, acknowledging, you know, Hey, this stuff sucks to being positive and, and you know maybe to the extreme you know where you get in the auto accident and and you know there's blood everywhere and, and people are saying oh this is fine you know i'm mm -hmm. blessed there's no problems right. going on right now <laughs> right. Like, what are your thoughts on like maybe the the extreme positivity um can someone be too real and focusing on the negative where do you live mm -hmm. in that that scale yeah it's a great question man i uh when i was younger 
I, I didn't even understand what positive thinking was. I got a little older and I tried to like implement it into my life, but it never stuck. And I just was, I was always like, why can't I figure out how to create that paradigm shift of being positive all the time? Right. Mm -hmm. Like I just got a massive car accident and, you know, I'm feel great about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's uh it, it didn't work for me. It's like, yes, there's two types of like thoughts, thought processes or paradigms, right? Most mm -hmm. one is more of a negative outlook. One more is the more of a positive outlook. But like, for me, what I've come to understand is you have to have like your standards in life, like, and you have to constantly like reach your standards. So for myself, mm -hmm. I think that one of the breakthroughs in my life was, was saying, you know what, becoming so real with the fact that like your bank account is a reflection of your standards, mm -hmm. your physical fitness is a reflection of your standards, mm -hmm. your friendships, your faith. It's all like you you put your own standards in place. Now, to me, it's like, if I'm not, I don't not, I'm always negative in my checking, my standards are too low. So it's like, raise it. My yeah. physical fitness isn't great. Raise it. Just everything is just raise it. So for me, the mindset isn't more or less like about how do I stay positive? It's how do I keep standards in my life? So when life kind of like knocks me down, which it does, mm -hmm. how do I kind of like get back up to like where I need to be and live in that world? And that's pretty much where I'm at. I, I like, I tell myself this all the time. I just got done telling one of my, my teammates the other day, he looked at me and he goes, man, I want you to start doing more leadership training on Monday mornings. It's so inspiring. And I said, really? He's like, yeah, man, I always look forward to it. I'm like, man, that's, that's awesome. You know, I'm going to get back to it. Cause I let my, I started recently like leveled people up so they can handle that more of the operation side. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start doing that for you. He's like, yeah, man, I have to tell you, like, that's what one of the greatest things in this company that I look forward to. And I said, dude, consider it done. And he looked at me and he's like, one of the greatest takeaways I've ever had in my life was the art of collapsing time. He's like, you just, you keep saying that you, you gave us this analogy where it's like, if it's going to take you three weeks, three months, three years, like that's all in your head. Put a constraint of time on that exact project, right? So let's just say, for example, I have to write an SOP for something in admin. Most people are like, I'm going to take it like a week or two, right? I'll get it done next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reality is that might, that might take all of 90 minutes. Yeah. So block out your schedule, put it on there and get it done. Like collapse the time. You Now you have two and a half weeks or whatever, a week and a half to have your life back. Right. Yeah. So Stop he's like, talking trash on me, man. Stop talking. Yeah, trash no, me. dude, I'm the same. <laughs> I've been that same way, man. Yeah. And I feel like that's how once that thing like cl clicks with people, it's like it's next level. So that's the, my point is I looked at him and I said, people are always are being they're too nice to themselves sometimes. Like they're, they're being too kind to themselves in terms mm -hmm. of like giving that self-talk. Yep. It's everything's going to be okay. Right. Like, uh, I love you. You look great today. Like whatever that your self-talk is, sometimes you need to kind of like push that aside, call yourself out, just be mm -hmm. so objective in what you do. Yeah. And on the other side is like what you're looking for. Sometimes we need the therapist. Sometimes we need the football coach and, and <laughs> they're both good. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, man. Well, so speaking of leadership, so let's, let's stay on the same, same theme here, but let's, let's talk about, you know, we've been talking about like personal life and stuff. Um, you, 
everyone listening to this, that at least the ones that have taken the step and started their business and they're growing it and hiring employees, we're all going to be dealing with the negative stuff in our own lives. And then we're going to have these um, expectations and responsibilities really to help manage or help deal with those things in other people's lives. Um, there's a guy, I don't know if you know him, Chris Lambernini's. He, yeah. Uh, yeah, he used to be pretty, uh, um, kind of in the spotlight, but he doesn't enjoy that, but he owns like window cleaning resource, you know, mm-hmm. but back in the day, he was one of those, he was one of the first guys that was kind of getting their little window cleaning company to a million dollars and all that stuff. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> yeah, he's a very, very impressive dude. He he was one of my very first podcast guests way back in the day. And um, he had wrote this book. I think you can still get it. You know, I think now it's just like an ebook you can get um, from their website, but um, one thing he talks about in it is as a leader, you know, when you, when you own a business, it was like, every person has like an average of like two crises a month or something like that, you know, whatever, you know, and crisis is probably a loose term there. And he's like, so if you got 10 employees, not only are you dealing with your two and your spouse's two and your children's two. So if you got three kids, you know, now you got 10 and then you got 10 other employees. Now you're dealing with, you know, 20 of, you know, they're 20 plus your 10 and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How do, you know, you've got Mr. Pipeline and we'll talk about that too. You know, I don't know what all businesses that you do. I know you're a business coach uh, in Conquer and, and you got Mr. Pipeline, you know, you do a lot of marketing to help people scale in their businesses. You've got a team of people that works for you. How does a guy that's living life himself, life is throwing rights and lefts at you every day, um, hitting you in the car, you know, that one of the times we had to reschedule was because you had a stinking car accident, you know, on top of all this other stuff that went through and it was a nasty one. And I'm glad you're glad you're here man it didn't look good from the photos how's a guy that's dealing with his own issues be a good leader and deal with his employees issues as well you know be that leader and help their people grow and not just advance in the business but advance in their life yeah dude it's so good man thank you i uh i i lead my life in it's in like it's two words like two words after i st- after I almost lost my life years back, I realized that it kind of came down to two words. I didn't show up. I didn't show up for mm-hmm. myself. And once I learned how to show up for myself, I realized how to show up for others. And it's funny, Bobby, because after my accident, I one of our core values, so our core values in the company are the acronym FEARLESS, right? Like family-oriented, um, excellent results for clients and so on and so forth. The acronym breaks down to fearless. Well, when you get down to the L, the L is lion, right? And the, for me, the lion, what is the lion? It's somebody who shows up, who's bold, who's courageous, who's not afraid of anything. And it was wild because every Monday I would come in and I would, during my leadership meetings, I would talk to everybody and kind of go through the acronyms. But what was crazy is I get all of a sudden we get down to the L. It was like a Monday. And this is like a seventh week, you know, time frame. Mm-hmm. I, I talk about the L being a line. I tell everybody about how important it is to show up. The very next day, I total my truck. I almost lose my life. I get locked in the car. Firefighters had to rip me out, smash me out. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't get out, man. And I'm so grateful to be alive. Yeah. Um, but I get out. And in the moment, I didn't, I I felt okay. I did. Mm -hmm. 
I, I felt so, I felt so like, okay, that I went into work the next day <clears throat> wow. and I, and I, I, I got to work and I, my whole team was there and I looked at my team and they looked at me like I was crazy for being there. And I said, I said, Hey guys, how's everybody doing? I go into my office. I didn't say much. I kind of was kind of processing it at that point. I sit in my office and I turn on the computer. And in that moment, Bobby, I opened the computer and it's, I felt like I never forget the feeling. I felt like laser shooting in my eyes. Like I saw like red beam shoot in my eyes. I put my head in my hands, dude. And I was like shaking. I couldn't believe wow. it happened. And I started getting dizzy and nauseous. And it was like, oh my God, like it would happen just like that. I go out, I go out to my team and I say, they are watching me. Like I walked in like strong, right? I walked out and like walking to the front door. They're like, are you okay? And I said, guys, I, I, I tried to be the lion for you today. I tried to live by our core values and not just talk about it, but actually be about it, be a role model, be somebody that you can look up to. But guys, unfortunately, this line needs to go lay down because I'm not well. Yeah. And they all looked at me. I do. They like, I'll never forget that moment in the whole in teams, like 20, 30 something people in here. They all looked at me and they're like, wow. Right. And it was like the next 30 to 40 days, I couldn't get out of bed. I laid in bed. Every time I got up, I would throw up. I would fall wow. into the wall. I got had physical therapy three days a week. Um, I was completely floored, man. And I had what they call post-concussive syndrome, where it's like the concussion. Now the concussion just getting progressively worse. I wasn't able to talk. Nothing. Wow, I didn't. I had I no idea. Back. Yeah, dude. And I came back like forty-five days later, and I pretty much just told the team exactly just that. In your life, guys, I'm not well. In fact, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to talk to you guys, but I don't think my sentences will make sense. But I want you to remember that I showed up right after the tough time. I, I couldn't get out of bed, but I tried to show up for you during this time. But I'm back here and I'm showing up for myself, for you guys, mm. and uh, to never let life keep you down, right? Just don't let life keep you down. And it was in that moment, man, like, like I wasn't expecting this because I certainly was putting no thought into it, but like they all stood up, they started clapping so loud. Like, and it was in that moment, bro, where it's like, there was so much growth for everybody in there. I said, take this moment and apply it to your life. If you're struggling, show up for yourself. If somebody in your family's hurting, show up for them. Mm. And like, that was the whole takeaway through the whole thing. So like to go back to your original question, like what's, how do I teach people how to lead through adversity? It's by example all day that sometimes you can put core values, you can put in your SOP, put on your website, but everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. So yeah. I just try to show up. I, I almost think we need to just shut it down, man. That was, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We can go anywhere from there. I think that just applies. Wow. That's good stuff. Um, I, I didn't realize that. Uh, I mean, I saw the accident, you know, and I saw the photos, but I didn't realize that you, uh, you know, 
I, I thought you were a little more lucky, you know, through that than, mm -hmm. than what you had. And thank God you are okay. And thank you, God, you are here. But wow, man, I didn't know you went through all that. So behind I'm it all, glad I'm you're here. Pretty, thanks, man. Behind yeah. it all, I'm pretty introverted. I don't mm -hmm. really like that. I have to step out in for business. But behind mm -hmm. it all, pretty much just like to just go through things by myself. And uh, yeah, my wife would say the same thing. She's like, nobody knows what you're going through. You need to at least put it out there and let people know so they can pray or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so yeah, I'm not surprised, man. I just, yeah. uh, you know how it goes, man. Sometimes as entrepreneurs, we have this skill set of internalizing things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man, um, I, I'm pretty sure you probably already know this uh, from experience. I can guarantee you it's true from my own experience, but you know, you just sharing what you've shared, you know, just on this show, you know, that, that impacts lives. Um, you know, I'll say it changes lives and, and I'm always a little, um, hesitant on that because people got to change their own, you know, we, you know, others can just be a tool, you know, or maybe a catalyst to, you know, help them get there. But, but as individuals, we're the ones that have to, to, to do the change. But, um, I, I, I appreciate you sharing that, you know, one of the reasons, it's not the only, but one of the reasons I'm so open and, and share that stuff myself is I do get a lot of feedback uh, from people saying, hey, that vulnerability helps me get through those things. So props to you for doing the same, because, man, whether it's mental health, whether it's just life, you know, throwing its its curveballs at us, whatever it may be, um, I don't want to be that guy like we were talking about at the beginning that that does lie to themselves and puts the mask on for everyone else to see, you know, just the great stuff. Sure. I want my privacy where I want my privacy, but I don't want to lie about the struggles because one, that doesn't do me any good. But two, um, and I know this is the case for you, John. Um, you know, I do love people. Now, I don't love them all. <laughs> there's some people sometimes I don't like. There's people that I love that maybe I don't like. You know, there's there's you know, there's times that I'm just a butthole and and maybe I'm being mean to someone I shouldn't be, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I love people and I want to leave this world better than I found it. And yeah. and I, I know from everything that I've heard about you and our conversations, I know you're the same. And so I all that to say, I appreciate you sharing this stuff and especially as someone that's an introvert, because when I say a big part of why I share is I like to make the the difference. Well, another part that I do it is I'm an extreme extrovert and I just, I overly share things and many, many times I do it. And then that night when I'm going to bed, I'm like, sometimes I wish I would just shut up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, man. It's awesome. So let's, let's kind of segue a little bit. Let's, let's transition on some stuff. I want to, I want to know a little bit about, um, the entrepreneurial journey. So you, you've mm -hmm. pretty much been doing it your whole life. You say, uh, when were you like a teen when you started doing your own thing or were you already in your twenties or what? Yeah. So I was, uh, I was roof cleaning, pressure cleaning at 11 and 12 years old. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So my father owned a painting company and he would, you know, you have to prep to paint. So mm -hmm. I would always be that young kid when nobody even really knew what pressure washers were. I was that kid who would wheel it or pull it out of the truck, throw it down and pretty much just scrape the paint for my dad and his painting company. I'll never forget it. I remember looking at him and I said, I feel like people are asking us more and more if we can clean driveways or their patios. And I would say, and he'd be like, yeah, yeah. So I said, would it be okay if I like asked the neighbors while we're here, if I can like do it for 20 bucks or 30 bucks? He's like, he's like, go ahead. 
So I started landing a driveway here and there, you know, with the wand too. So mm-hmm. this is even before oh, yeah. surface cleaners became a thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm out there doing that. And then I eventually saved up enough money to get a surface cleaner, which is brand new at the time. And I started just knocking on doors and I was asking people if I can clean their driveways for 50 bucks. And um, I started upselling ahead. Can I put a little chlorine on here for, for, you know, to keep it fresh for a little bit longer for an extra 20? Like, yeah. So all of a sudden, I'm like selling these $70 driveways in the whole neighborhood. I'm like, we, I'm the kid, Bobby, knocking door to door, go asking them if I can help them. That's awesome. I'm saving up, dude, I'm saving up this money. And uh, you know what's crazy? I was just telling um, somebody about this, but I'll never forget the moment where my father and I, like he would send me up on the roof and he'd say, you know, go clean that two story, 4,000 square foot house. I'll be back in seven hours. I'm like, all right, awesome. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was like 12. I was like, see you, see you at the end of the day, dad. Hopefully I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, I remember thinking he, he, I did this whole roof. I came back and him and I had this conversation. He goes, you know, that chlorine you put on that driveway. He's like, what? Why don't we go put that on the next roof and let's go test it out, see how that works. Actually, let's go do it at our house. We did the whole thing. The roof came out beautiful. It like lasted a long time. Then all of a sudden we took it from a pump up sprayer and we bought a village pump and we got hose reels and we, we started chlorinating our neighbor's roofs, right? And we called it low pressure chemical cleaning back then. Yeah. And I'll never forget that moment, Bobby. I looked at my father and I said, I, I really feel like we're trailblazing an industry that doesn't that doesn't exist. There was no pressure washing companies. There was no roof cleaning companies. He goes, something's telling me you're right. Mm-hmm. It, that, that was like 25 years ago, man. Wow. And then before you know it, everything's popping up. And like it, the same thing could have been happening in a different part of the country, different yeah. people. But it was like in that humbling moment where it's like it, my entrepreneurial flow started. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that just led to me starting a company called power clean that business was called john's perfect pressure i ended up incorporating at like 14 or 15 years old mm-hmm. failed a bunch of times fell and killed myself like 30 times and then i started uh, power clean pressure cleaning which turned into um, like a seven figure pressure washing business wow yeah and i sold it off and um it was really cool man it was really amazing journey and I just kept putting one foot in front of the other, passing out flyers, figuring out how to do the things along the way, and then um, sold the business. And you know, it's wild. I sold the business and the, the painters, we used to sell a lot of leads. Like I would just go to houses and like figure out how to sell leads. Like I'd say this, this house needs a paint job or this roof is cracked. So I'd find a roofer, I'd give them the business for 20 bucks or a paint job for 50 bucks. I sold power clean. And the painter looked at me and said, could you help me market my business now that you don't do it anymore? I'm like, okay, sure. Right. I'll try. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do a painting business, but I'll try. And then uh, the pool guy who I buy all the chlorine from, he's like, hey, you sold the business. You must have some free time. You, you want to help me market my business? I'm like, all right. <laughs> nice. Right. And before you know, I got a couple clients and Mr. Pipelines was born. It was like, I had no thoughts of starting it. It just kind of like led to two clients, 10 clients, to 50. Now it's like, thousands of people have been served and it's just like it's the journey of the entrepreneur you've got to start you've got to just if you have that feeling just chase it go after it you might very well have a big business on your hands if if, if you That's work beautiful. hard yeah so how long how long till you full-fledged were running a marketing company at that point 
Yeah. So the, I, I've had Mr. This is Mr. Pipeline's 10th year in business. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I sold the business. I went through that whole teen 25 ish age ish and I sold it off. And now I started Mr. Pipeline and we sell, this is our October, this last October. So last year, I guess it's our 11th year now. So wow. was 10 congratulations, years man. That's, that's awesome. Thanks, bro. Thanks, man. It's, uh, it's, it's been tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it has. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't hard, everyone would be doing this, right? Everyone would be winning if it was easy. Yeah, it's true, man. It went, it's been, it's been a, the end of the day when my, when I put my head on the pillow, it's like a blessing to show up, right. Mm -hmm. And serve and help others. So, yeah. So when you started out, like, you know, with the marketing company, which is uh, at least from an entrepreneur standpoint, you know, more of the identity that you have at this point. I'm not saying it's your personal identity, but maybe the the entrepreneur, you know, you, you do the coaching and you do the marketing sure. business. What um, did you start out just taking random customers and then dig down into a niche or how'd that happen? You know, what, what got, what got your current business to kind of what it's looking right right now? Cause I think you do cater to home service companies mostly. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we were, when I started the business, it was anybody and everybody who would help me figure out how to get money in the bank. So mm -hmm. it was like an e-commerce website. It, if you backtrack, I didn't even know anything about web design or marketing other than what I did for my, my pressure washing business. So I had to like self-teach myself like website development, Google ads and SEO and all that stuff. Wasted so much money, so many years off my life, but I tried because I tried to help everybody. Um, it didn't matter if it was like a somebody who wanted to go on Amazon or it's you name it, a restaurant, a florist. And I just realized in that moment that you can't serve everybody at a high level because what a florist needs and a restaurant needs is completely different mm -hmm. than what a, a, a home service provider needs. Yeah. And um, it, I made the tough decision along the way, but it was just like, I'm going to cut that out. It's not my, I'm not showing up and serving those businesses at the level I wish I could. So I'm going to bow up gracefully, but it seems like the other 90% of people who I'm helping are so grateful. They're able to have like great businesses and lives and, I basically just went all in on them and that's where it's at. It's just like home service is what this company is excellent at. Beautiful. And yeah. then, so what, what are you guys doing? I mean, I know it has, I know you do marketing, um, you know, I think you do websites, but like what, what are the things that you're doing that turns the needle for people? So whether they wanted to use you or whether they wanted to do it on their own, what are the big mm -hmm. things that you do that say this is what impacts home service businesses from a marketing standpoint? Yeah. So it's all about driving in the new business, right? Through Google ads and different like ways to just be that magnet for people to have so much new business flowing in. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's ranking companies online through SEO. That's mm -hmm. our, our core competency. And obviously we build websites and stuff like that, but we don't call ourselves a web developer. We, we build nice websites and I think they're some of the best in the industry. But I think what our like core competency, what we just are probably like the best at in this business is is our Google ads and our SEO, because yes. this is this is we've got a we've got teams and these guys are like really intelligent, probably like way smarter than me. And these guys are diving in super analytical, just able to push back and like ultimately just take people to the next level. And I'm like, that's how you do it right there, man. So that's that's what it comes down to is like we've got a really great squad mm. of smart engineers and 
people that do their thing, but like our account management team, they really care. You know, they say like business is a reflection of its owner. Mm -hmm. My account management team, they all really care. So if like something's not right, they're like, they'll call them up and say, can we talk and figure this out? Because I want to make sure everything's going amazing for you. Yeah. And it's that it's it's in those, in those small details i feel like is what makes us different yeah that's good man so what uh let's talk about coaching a little bit i know you do yeah. uh do some coaching why did you get into that and i mean uh, you know what why are you one of these horrible people that make money pay you money to coach them you know <laughs> you know <laughs> that's, what i mean that's, yeah 100 man that's uh that's I can tell you. So coaching, it's it's been a few years of my life that I've been in the program mm -hmm. and it's it's life changing. It helps so many people. It's when I got into it, it was like a complete you fall into this moment like of imposter syndrome. Like, are you sure you're the right person to help this person go? And it's like yeah. all the coaches in the Conquer program, most of them feel very similar where it's just like, am I the right person? It's like I think that's what makes Conquer so special. It's like. Mm -hmm is nobody's showing up to say we've, we've got all the answers right it's just like i've been here i've done it here's how i've approached it and there's a community of other coaches there's other people in the program that may have approached it different but i'm going to give you everything i got and mm -hmm. if it doesn't hit the mark we can lean in this way or this way and yeah. um, add into it like the sops and the documents and all like the systems and stuff on the back end it's just it's a blessing for home service providers for sure yeah that's cool, man. I, um, someone that, uh, um, I know well that actually they used to do, uh, they used to be a conquer coach. And, um, when you're talking about like the imposter syndrome thing, he told me something one day and he's like, Bobby, um, in my experience, the people that are always like worried about the stuff, the thing, you know, but maybe it is that imposter syndrome, you know, mm -hmm. am I good enough to do this? Or am I going to be able to achieve that? He goes, those are the ones that never really need to be worrying. And then the ones that never worry about the thing are usually the ones that should be. So, <laughs> which is like, I wish there was a way to flip that, you know, it's so yeah. backwards, but the crazy thing is like a lot of things that drive people to achieving a lot of stuff aren't always real healthy for for said person you know it's like entrepreneurs and ceos are twice as likely to deal with depression than non-entrepreneurs and ceos and it's not be i don't you know my understanding of the whole thing it's not because being a ceo or being an entrepreneur leads to depression it's because this one of the same ways of thinking that leads to depression leads to high achievement and that's people that are very goal-driven instead of uh <laughs> miley cyrus driven you know enjoying the climb instead of the the peak right you know but enjoy that journey sure. and um uh when you were earlier which i love what you meant but you know when you first talked about controlling the gap early on i thought you were going to talk about what i'm saying here um which is uh there's a book called the gap and the gain you know mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you read it but is it you don't need to you already know when you read the title and it's just like people focus we always focus on the gap between where we are and where we want to be instead of the gain from where we were to where we are right now. Mm -hmm. And then that's what tends to lead to that negative, you know, uh, mental space, that negative mental health that, um, makes us beat ourselves up a bit too much. So, um, 
But anyway, that's good stuff, man. That's good, good shit. So what, what's next for John Majak? I mean, are you going to run Mr. Pipeline forever? Are you going to be a conquer coach forever? Or what's, what's your next chapter one? Imagine that was like, this is my official announcement for presidency. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll vote for you, man. Be, yeah, you probably going to be my VP and we're going to go Hell yeah. It, Hell yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, if uh, you don't vote for John and Bobby, yeah. F you. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I, um, I can tell you that what's next for me is just one foot in front of the other and continuing to lead with authenticity with myself and others. And I think where the world is pulling me is to continue to step out of my comfort zone, inspire others, and show them anything's possible, mm-hmm. right? So whether it's speaking or it's joining somebody like yourself or it's just being out in the world, mm-hmm. I think that's my next calling. And that's cool. Yeah, man. I think that's what I'm just chasing right now is just following that call. What What's the next, uh, as far as, when I say industry events, a lot of my listeners are in that home industry space and specifically like pressure washing, window cleaning, landscape lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm actually, I'm going to be at gutter con here in a week, you know, doing Me some, too. what's Oh, are you going to be there? Okay. Well, yeah, that was my too. question was like, what, where's, what's the next. So let's say the next two things that you're going to be at, if people wanted to, you know, meet you in person, hear you speak or something. So we got gutter con, which is the 9th, mm-hmm. 10th and 11th of, uh, February, which is 2023 for anyone maybe yeah. listening into the future. Uh, wh- what else you got lined up here? So right after that is the PWMCA. So I'll, I'll be, be there speaking. too. Hell yeah. yeah man. Right. I'm speaking out there. I'm excited for that. And then right after that is Clipicon in Vegas. So all about Christmas. Oh, nice. That's why I reward this today. I'm just like, you know what? The, the industry's on fire. We have so many clients who are growing and I'm just like, it's, uh, it's a it's an honor to be part of that too. So they they gave me the keynote speaking event out there. So I'm it's nice. an honor to just to show up for the Christmas light community and give them what I got. So that's the next few events on schedule. Okay. Now I I, I got a bone to pick with you though. Now you ready? So because because I, I want to talk a little bit about Mr. Pipeline here, but uh, which we have, you know, so you do, you know, Google ads and, you know, help people with their digital ads. You probably do more than just Google, I would imagine, and uh, help people with their SEO, building their websites. Mm-hmm. Um so I've got a a guy, he's a competitor of mine here. I actually coach him. Yeah, you know, he's uh it's funny. I'm gonna bring him on the podcast. He's I think he's 19. I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but he's about 19 years old. And uh I I met him because I was I was following up with some leads on our website, and it turns out he was just shopping us. Yeah, you know, he was just a competitor shopping us. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you you know, he was yeah. trying to pretend like that wasn't the case. And I'm like, dude, right. if you want my prices. Just say I want some help. I'll I'll bring you to the office and I'll 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 raise the hood and right. and uh, you know I'll I'll let you see everything and then turns right. and then we've ended up having a relationship and I actually just met with him uh, yesterday and uh, we were having a coffee and he's like yeah he goes uh, Mr Pipeline I'm about to get onboarded with them and and I'm like Are, he's like you know what do you think I should do and I said well I said take their advice on this uh, here's probably what I think your first month's ad spend should be but that's my thoughts they're the pros go with it and. Sure. And I said, but here's what you're doing, man, is you, all you're doing is just making my ads cost me more money because I know they do a good <laughs> job and they're going <laughs> to you're going to start playing with me. So here's what I need you to do, John. I just need you to make sure that his ads just don't they don't do quite as good as mine. All right. Can we can we work it out a deal somehow here? <laughs> I, can't keep, I can't make any promises, Bobby. I can't make any promises, man. But for uh, you, 
you know, I'll just like Megan likes, maybe I'll give some cash. to the team. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So Kyle, listen, man, I got you. No, I got your number, bro. So uh, you ain't going to beat me now. <laughs> so John, how do people, Kyle. <laughs> how do people uh, get in touch, uh, you know, get in touch with you or get in touch with your business? You know, everyone listening probably needs some help with their uh, marketing and their business probably wants it to be a better if they wanted to look into what you have to offer how could they find you yeah so best way is just drop me an email honestly it's probably the easiest way j-o-n at mrpipeline.com that's john j-o-n at mrpipeline.com okay um you can find me all over social too i'm stepping out and just uh facebook insta tiktok all that stuff so feel free to just dm me there too whatever i can do to help you guys whether it's just like you want to tip on marketing, you want to bounce some ideas on mental toughness or marketing or a mindset. I got you. That's what I'm here for. Heck yeah. That's good stuff. John, I really, really appreciate you being on the show, man. And listeners, listen up for a second. I got something for you. You've heard it before, but I need you to listen closely because it's maybe deeper than you think. So listen, if you're not doing the things that you want to be doing in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace out. Wake up. Today's going to be a good day. Wake up. Today's going to be a good day. Wake up. Today's going to be a good day. Wake up. Today's going to be a good day. Wake up. Today's going to be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Yo, set your affirmations, aspirations. I got shit to do. The aftermath of preparation. Good food, good mood, blood in circulation. One step at a time. Yeah, that's how you make it. Set a goal you control and the steps you take them. I try to pick one thought, have some concentration. And if I make a mistake, it's called education. I try to do this every day, call it replication. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. 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 Life ain't easy, y'all. I think there's a reason, though. Ups and downs, just like every different season, y'all. Sometimes I'm high, other times I'm barely breathing, though. I always gotta fight and hide from the demons, y'all. Negative thoughts are poison, they ride. Head full of flaws, so here come the clouds uh, They'll never stop unless I can swap All the bad for the good in my head when I'm lost uh, Yeah, so I'ma fake it till I make it Positive thoughts are overtaken, I got patience One day at a time is how you operate a cadence So flow, you grow, you show yourself a foundation Stay away from all the shit that causes temptation I know that I like to do it cause of sensation I live my life in my head like a narration Don't expect greatness, do my best, man, I'll take it Wake up, today's gonna be a good day Wake up, today's gonna be a good day Wake up Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. Wake up. Today's gonna be a good day. 